When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. All I think about is remember the Titans when I hear this. I do too. It's How can you not? Things. It's one of you those just, things. You just the think about the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> After training camp, yeah. They get on a roll. There I'm just go. snapping my fingers. Let's go. Yeah. Ain't no mountain high. Ain't no mountain. Ain't no. Ain't no valley. Everything I do has to be like Diddy with the little interludes there. It's unsportsmanlike <laughs> on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPNU, and the ESPN app. We are live today, we being Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, and me, Evan Cohen, from the Seaport in New York City, brought to you by Grey Goose. The highlights, courtesy of the Dolphins Radio Network, Tua, Tyreek Hill, Unbelievable performance yesterday. We will get to that in just a second, but we want to hear from you guys at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your sportsmanlike, best, or unsportsmanlike, worst or funniest moments of the weekend, like what we mentioned with Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel, who uh, did a phenomenal job yesterday. There was a great, great feature by Jeff Darlington on Sunday Countdown, which was just awesome. Jeff did an amazing job. A 10-minute story. I tweeted it out at Evco Radio. You can get that there um, about Mike McDaniel and the like. real serious, real-life stuff about beating his alcohol troubles that he had and his addiction issues and going to rehab, which is an amazing story. And it is a sickness. It is an illness. People do need help. It's totally okay. Get the help you need, which is awesome to get that. And he talked about that. But, of course, our takeaway is that he leaves for the office at 224 in the morning, which now we have said that his uh, departure time needs to be the equivalent of Tyreek Hill yards, receiving yards, right? So, basically, if Tyreek Hill, like yesterday, Tyreek Hill had 215 yards. So that means a 2.15 a.m. departure time for the head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fair. On Monday. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What happens if he has like 95 yards? How are we going to look at that? So that's like he 12. Probably, yeah, it probably means he's sleeping in the office. That's sleeping in the office. office. <laughs> Which, by the way, is. is what Deion Sanders said he did before the Colorado win on Saturday. He just slept in his office. I'm pretty sure that's a plush office. He might have a bedroom in his office. He talked about bringing Louie with him. I mean, you just look around. That's Vuitton, not a guy named Louie. Exactly. Yeah, just to be clear exactly. on that. Exactly. But I'm just saying, Dion does everything first class. I'd be shocked if he didn't have a bedroom in his office. Oh, and a, and a comfortable mattress in there. Oh, for sure. For He's got sure. the down comforter, the oh, pillows. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe, Lux. Maybe a Tempur-Pedic in there. Oh, yeah, we exactly. know it's Lux. Are you guys like an 8,000 pillow bed kind of people? 100%, no, yes. no, I'm a one pillow guy. One Which pillow. drives me crazy because Mel, my wife, she has a million pillows on the bed. So the it's decorative like, pillows. It's, yeah, it's like, well, decorative pillows and the sleeping pillows. Oh, she sleeps So she's got many. two sleeping pillows. Right. And then she's got the decorative pillows, too. Right, yeah. So it's like a million pillows on one side of the bed, and then there's my pillow on my side of the bed. Now, is this one hyper-specific pillow that you need every night, or are you just anywhere you go, just give me one, I'm good? Ah, well, see, yes. I, I'm really just a one-pillow guy, but the one pillow I have at home is the Tempur-Pedic pillow to go with the Tempur-Pedic bed. Memory foam. Game changer. 
life changing, keeps you cool. Oh yeah. Like like oh, yeah. cooler is the other side How of the pillow. How many pillows do you have? Shout smells. out to Stuart Scott. Oh, so I technically have three. I have I have the memory foam with the silk cover. By the way, it's great for your skin, great for your hair. That's get, what my get wife just changed the covers. I'm like, what is this get thing? Get a silk pillow. She case. said silk. I said Game why? What do we Game need changer. this? Really? So I like to have my head be prepped up a little bit because okay. my nose is broken, so I can't really breathe well at night. So I have one that's a base, the memory foam as the prop, and then I have this weird kind of half moon shaped thing because I'm a side sleeper okay. that protects my face from wrinkles. It's Look a little at that. Thing. She's got a whole game plan. Nurse Jamie, shout out. She's got and a then, whole game And plan. then you have the decorative ones also? Of course. So <laughs> how many, hour? Of how course. many total pillows are on your bed? Um, I have four base pillows, two Euro shams, and two decoratives. And then I keep the half moon one under the bed because it's not cute. Okay. So, comes out for nighttime. How many? It's so almost that's, 10. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight total. Eight plus, pillows. Plus sleep. But we're only using 2.5 to sleep. Eight pillows on a bed. Yeah, that's a lot of pillows. Wow. That's a lot of pillows. Wow. That's I think a lot it's of normal. Pillows. Did you have coaches that you knew slept in the office? Yes. I think all of my coaches slept really? in the office. Really? Like one point consistently? Bill Parcells and then Tom Coughlin and then John Harbaugh. I'm pretty sure all of them have slept in the office at one point or the other. Now, is that out of necessity or is it to set a tone? Yeah, no, that's out of necessity. I mean, just the game planning. See, a lot of the times people don't realize it, but the game planning, breaking down the tape from the game before and then flipping it forward to the opponent ahead, Mondays and Tuesdays are heavy game plan mm-hmm. days for the coaching staff. And so some of them sleep in their offices Monday night, Tuesday night, just to get everything ready for the game plan and to get the practice scripts ready. It is so detail-oriented in terms of the preparation during the regular season. It is insane. I don't know why you would choose coaching as a profession, except (laughs) that you are just one of those people that's OCD and you love football. Right. Like There's a certain type in order to be a successful head coach in the NFL, and I think that feature that – Jeff Darlington did on Mike McDaniels perfectly encapsulates the mentality that head coaches have. I just want to know one thing, and Jeff is phenomenal as a reporter. I want to know one thing. What time does Mike McDaniel go to sleep? That's the oh, only good th- question. With, this is a phenomenal feature. It was temp- I just need to know what time he goes to sleep at night. They don't get a lot of sleep. I'm telling you. But he went home, though. That's the yeah, thing. That, and that, and that's, the, that's the interesting part about it because there are some that are adamant, I'm not sleeping in the office. I am going home. Yeah. And right. there are some that's like, it just doesn't make any sense to go home because I'm burning an hour between a half-hour commute there and back where I could be sleeping. Like, I mean, think about it. You're talking about 16, 17, 18-hour days sometimes in terms of what the coaches are doing between practice with the players and in game plan meetings once the players leave the building. So it is absolutely insane being an NFL coach. It is, but so much of what we hear from athletes now is optimizing their sleep as part of their performance. Sleep is everything. So I'm just thinking about these coaches, and they're putting in the hours because they need to, right? They need to watch the film. They need to get the game plan. But think about all of that accumulating. You're not having sleep, and then you're on game day. Are you firing on all cylinders? Are you mentally there because you're sleep-deprived? Those are things I have questions about. No, and you're right, and I think you're seeing an evolution in that because guys like Sean Payton, who have done it a certain way their entire careers, they're now open to allowing their assistant coaches to work Uh, on their own terms and their own schedule so they can optimize sleep, they can optimize rest and be fresh. So we'll see what happens, but I will tell you more than norm. When I was playing in the mid-2000s, in the mid-2010s, 
Like, coaches slept in the office because they were putting in 16, 17, 18-hour days. Well, maybe Smalls can become a sleep coach, somebody who took a five-hour nap on Friday and almost missed an event at 6 p.m. Eastern time because you were asleep. And somebody who has eight pillows sleeping every night. (laughs) Yeah, but just because I have that many pillows doesn't mean I'm sleeping well. That's true. You're prepared to sleep. It doesn't mean you actually do sleep. You know, the Dolphins yesterday had a great win, obviously, against the Chargers. And I'm going to make a weird comparison, and it's not for the same reasons, but... Remember when the Brooklyn Nets had Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving? Yeah, we remember. Yeah. And you're always like, okay, they're playing well, but I'm just waiting for something to happen. I'm just waiting. Now, theirs was obviously off-court stuff with with two of the three, not KD. You're always waiting. Ah, something's going to happen. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking this way, but the Miami Dolphins, every time they're great, I'm just waiting for something to happen where it's like, they're going to take the one step back because of Tua's health. And I just get nervous, and I just have no faith, unfortunately, despite how great they are, that it's sustainable over the course of time to no fault of their own. Am I crazy to think that way? Well, I mean, you're not crazy to think that way because of the injury history with Tua, but mm-hmm. outside of that, what else are we talking about? Yeah. No, that's all li- I'm talking about. There is literally about. nothing else that we're talking about. Yeah. Correct. Can they rush the passer? Check. With Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. Did you see Jalen Phillips yesterday? I mean, that guy is an absolute animal. So you've got that under not. Jalen Ramsey's eventually going to come back right. in the second half of this season with Xavier Howard and Javon Holland, who again showed that he's a baller in yesterday's game. They have all of the elements that you're looking for for a championship contender. It's just a matter of can the quarterback can stay healthy. If he can, then there is no guarantee that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the ones to come out of the AFC and go to the Super Bowl because this team, the Miami Dolphins, are going to have something to say about it. Tua was absolutely surgical yesterday. I mean, you can look at the numbers that he had, but if you dive a little deeper inside of the numbers against the blitz, which is one of the ways we measure good quarterback play, the dude is 10 of 14 for 129 yards and a passer rating north of 100. That is absolutely phenomenal. And then when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill who can have five catches – for plus 15 air yards per, like that, that to me just shows the level of explosiveness that they bring to the table every single night, every single game. But we saw that last year, and this year is just a continuation of that. You know how accurate Tua is when healthy. He was last year, and he showed it again yesterday, 466 yards, three touchdowns. And you know how dangerous this offense can be. Is there, outside of Tua's health, is there any other concerns that you have about this Miami Dolphins? None at all. And a lot of people are going to point to them not being able to run the football. I really don't care about that right now because they use the short passing game as an extension of the run game. A lot of crossers, a lot of throws to running backs in the flat. I mean, they had a real route with Alec Ingle, their fullback. So there's a lot of diversity in that passing game. And they use the short passing game as an extension of the run game to take pressure off of the quarterback. So I don't worry about that. My biggest concern is can Tua stay healthy? If he can, they're probably the favorite to win the division. That's what I'm and saying. They, and they're one of those teams that we look at as a challenger to the Kansas City See, Chiefs. this is the thing. Because people are listening right now and they could sit there and say, well, any quarterback could get hurt. Any quarterback can get banged up. Correct. But not any quarterback that gets hurt, do you then question whether or not they could ever play football again? Yeah, we're looking yeah. at his special helmet in the broadcast yesterday. We've heard all about the jujitsu in the offseason and how he's learning to fall. It's a, it's a different level with Tua. He missed parts of six games yeah, last year. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, think about it. That's a, that's a third of the season. So, I mean, anytime you have a situation where your quarterback is prone to injuries the way we've seen Tua through his first three years, you have to have that cause for pause. But that is the only thing standing in the way of this team contending at a championship level. There's that built-in hedge, and I get it. 
because a lot of people feel like you. I don't know if I can trust my heart to the Miami Dolphins, and I'm with you. But I am a two and nine believer. When that dude is on the field, this is They've the most great. explosive offense in the NFL. Absolutely. They averaged over eight yards of play in that game yesterday. Over eight yards of play. League average through week one was 4.8 yards of play. So they're damn near doubling up on yards per play every single snap. Did you guys pick them to win the division? Because I couldn't go there because of no. I really no. wanted to. No. But but now after yesterday, are you now thinking, why didn't I do that? Because I am. And we and, haven't seen the Bills and Jets yet. But but see, that, that's the thing. We can't answer that question. If you told me Tool was healthy all 17 games, yes. No, no question. I, I don't even blink and say they win the they division. They win the division? They win the division. If Tua is healthy all 17 they games, yesterday. they win the division. They're better than the Jets. They're better than the Bills. If Tua is healthy There's all 17 too, games. You know. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You're not going to acknowledge that? No, I'm not going to acknowledge that. After that great performance defensively yesterday? I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. You lost the game. Again, I'm in moral victory mode now. Your team, your head coach and your quarterback need actual victories. I'm just, I'm sorry. But yes, they win the division if Tua stays healthy all 17 years. Uh, Smalls, I'm sorry you've been topped. I can't believe this. Uh, My sister reached out to me. She has 13 pillows. 13? I mean, this is psychotic. 13. Now, she's married with three kids. But they all don't sleep in the same bed. 13 pillows. But here's my thing. Who has time to put all of those pillows <laughs> back when you're making yeah, the bed? Yeah, and, and she and, and her husband take work. them off when you're getting ready to it's go to sleep. It's crazy. Like, who has time for all of that? How many of those are decorative, too, by the way? Like, I would how many assume are every one, one of them, but you know? two to four, right? Yeah, that's a right. lot of decoratives. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You and can, where do you put the pillows when you take them off the bed? That's on the, the problem. Where do they on go? On the floor, on a chair. So you, you put them on the floor, and then they go back on the bed? Uh, I put mine on the couch, but I live in a I live in a shoebox, so it's an easy over. I think there are homeless people that like their living quarters more than Smalls does. <laughs> I swear, she despises where she lives. I can't lives. cook. I can't cook. I, my kitchen is so small, I can't even fit a cutting board on the counter. And as a good Italian girl, this hurts my heart that I can't cook. I can't throw it out in the kitchen. I would have made you guys muffins, brownies, and stuff. No, you're not getting anything from me. Uh, you can tweet at us at Unsports ESPN. How many pillows do you have on your bed <laughs> at Unsports ESPN? Uh, coming up, upon further review, Canty will give us his NFL observations plus more of your phone calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, your most unsportsmanlike and sportsmanlike moments of the weekend next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Like the Cowboys running the score up against the New York Giants. <laughs> oh, you're not going to go there. That They ran the score up? <laughs> they ran, the Cowboys ran it up. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> Sirius XM 80, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, ESPNU, and the ESPN app. I know we just started our brand new show. We are five shows in. 
But I would like to announce that I have uh, picked up an additional job here. I am going to be Chris Canny's quarterback coach whenever he gets a high school football job 10 years from now. Yeah, needless to say, we're going to run the wing T offense. A lot of <laughs> option in there because Evan is a specialist at being able to throw the ball to the other team. Correct. Eight interceptions in one game in yep. high school? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we, I, if he's my quarterback's coach, then we have to practice the quarterbacks handing the ball off to the running backs. See why you got to do that. Uh, what do you mean what I got to do that? I'm Shotgun. Trying to, I'm trying to win. I want three wide. To win the game. Three wide, let's go. Three wide, let's go. Let's the go. other way with pick Four wide. Because of the interception. Five wide. No. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We're going to get your unsportsmanlike and sportsmanlike moments of the weekend. But first, we get from Canty upon further review. All right. So let's, Number get, five. let's get this thing kicked off. I got a new nickname for Russell Wilson. Check down Charlie. Check down Charlie. Russell Wilson targeted running backs as many times as he targeted his wide receivers, and that's not a good thing. He had 4.1 yards per attempt, air yards per attempt, which was third worst in week one in the National Football League. Here's the thing. When you have a situation where opposing team's quarterback throws an interception inside the five-yard line late in the ballgame and you still lose and it was a one-point loss, that just goes to show you that you can't win games without your quarterback pushing the ball down the field at some point. And Russell Wilson didn't do that in yesterday's game. And the thing that shows me that this team is going to struggle on offense was just how the, the Raiders' defense approached playing the Broncos' offense. They had a lot of seven- and eight-man fronts. They couldn't get the running game going. And if you're talking about a quarterback struggling and not having balance on offense with the running game, it is going to be a problem. So, Russell Wilson... Not good at football right now. Yeah, I know that he looked better at times yesterday than he certainly did last season, but it's still not enough for Russell Wilson. Yeah, I can have a high completion percentage. I can complete 27 passes if I'm throwing the ball from me to you. That's easy to do. And that's what we're talking about in yesterday's game. At some point, Russ is going to have to be able to throw the ball downfield to stretch defenses vertically, and he just didn't show that ability in week one in Sean Payton's offense. I think you're complimenting him. I think you're saying he doesn't turn the ball over and he's making smart moves. Well done, CeCe. I agree with you. All right, next. <laughs> Number four. The 49ers might be the best team in the NFC. They might be the best. They, the offense for the 49ers – rolled over the Pittsburgh Steelers, literally and figuratively. Christian McCaffrey had 112 of his 153 yards rushing after first contact. That means he's running through people, running over people. And then Brock Purdy tossed two touchdown passes. The most impressive part about Brock Purdy's game was that he was 13 to 16 targeting wide receivers. And Brandon Ayuk was the beneficiary of a lot of those targets. So that offense is legit. Also defensively, Drake Jackson, as, as he calls him, Drizzy, uh, I mean, a revelation for this defense. If he's going to rush the way he did yesterday, opposite of Nicky Bosa with Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead in the middle, that defense is going to be scary, scary. They're built perfectly. Find yourself a quarterback that can easily outperform his contract, spend money elsewhere, build the guy up like that, and make him elite. And that's what Brock Purdy's en route to becoming. Do you feel better about any team more top to bottom than the 49ers? No. I think holistically, I the feel Chiefs. the best about. I still feel that way about the you Chiefs. You do, yeah, yeah. Because when even push- without Chris Jones, and even with not knowing when Travis Kelsey is going I to return, I can't say that without Chris Jones. Yeah, I can't I either. Can't. I, the Chris Jones will get resolved because Chris Jones is going to come back and play at some point, whether they get a new contract or not. But the question is, where will the Kansas City Chiefs be when that happens? Correct. That's the part that you have to be concerned with. The Next. Super Bowl. There you go. Number three. The Dolphins are the most explosive offense in the NFL. 
I'm just going to keep saying it until the people in the back hear it. They're the most explosive offense in the NFL when Tua is on the field. Yesterday, Tua was surgical against the Blitz. He was 10 of 14, passer rating north of 100. Throwing the ball in between the numbers, he was 282 yards and a touchdown. This guy was on pace at halftime to break Dan Marino's single-game passing record. That's how explosive they were. That was a one-possession game throughout, and yet this offense found a way to average more than eight yards per play. The most explosive offense in the NFL, if he stays healthy, this team is not only going to be the favorite to win the division, but this team is looking eye-to-eye to to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know Tyreek wants to get that 2,000-yard mark. Off to a good start yesterday. Ten receptions, 200 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. Um, He is, or excuse me, 215 receiving yards total, two receiving touchdowns. He's off to a great start. I would not be surprised if we see Tyreek reach that mark with the way this Dolphins offense looks. Oh, my gosh. Khalil Mack (laughs) and Bosa. Combined, zero sacks. Chargers, combined, zero sacks. Not going to cut it. The easiest in-season firing prediction anywhere in the NFL is Brandon Staley. So you think Sean Payton will regret not waiting? They should trade him to the Chargers. (laughs) All right, next. Number two. Fans in Believe Land, it is safe to trust your eyes in what you saw against the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday. It's safe. The defense is legit. And we don't talk enough about Jim Schwartz and his impact on what that defense is going to be. But all you got to do is look at what the defense line made Joe Burrow look like yesterday. I get it, Joe Burrow, no preseason. They sacked him twice, but they hit him ten times. And Zadarius Smith counted for four of those quarterback hits. You know Miles Garrett is one of the best edge rushers in all of football. But just the blitz rate and the aggressiveness in the play calling on the defensive side is going to mean change in terms of that Browns defense being disruptive. And to complement what they got on the defensive side of the ball, the offense ran the ball 40 times. Yes, 40 times. Anytime you run the ball for 40 times in an NFL game, you're probably going to win. As one coach that I had once put it, they're making you like it. If you run it for 40 times, that is an embarrassment to the opposing team's defense if you let an offensive line do that. But that's how good the Browns' offensive line is and that's how good Nick Chubb is the fact that they were able to accomplish that yeah I walked away so impressed by the Browns yesterday impressed with the run game impressed with Deshaun Watson of course uh, impressed with the defense but I guess I didn't realize how problematic Cleveland had been for Joe Burrow and here's in his career in the last three seasons three of Joe Joe Burrow's four worst QBR games have been against the Browns that one surprised me that game meant everything for Cleveland means nothing for Cincinnati means nothing. I'll tell you why. They started 0-2 last year. Same kind of scenario. Guys weren't playing in the preseason. They go to the AFC Conference Championship game and lose by three to Kansas City on the road. That game means absolutely nothing. There is zero reason to overreact for Cincinnati. Every reason to positively overreact out for Cleveland. No doubt about it. And next, number one. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, all the questions are about Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, and they might not matter because that defense is so good. They scored two touchdowns in the first quarter off of defense and special teams. They forced two uh, – I, I don't even want to say forced, but there were two errors by Daniel Jones, the bobble snap, which led to the kick six for the Cowboys defense and the interception of Stephon Gilmore that led to points for the Dallas Cowboys in the first half. Those things can't happen. But the most important impressive part for that Cowboys defense – Seven sacks on Daniel Jones, 23 total pressures on Daniel Jones. They got guys on top of guys that can rush the quarterback. If they can get into a game where they get opposing offenses down early, 
they are going to win that 10 times out of 10. That's how good that defense is. That's how good Micah Parsons is. That's how good Dan Quinn is. Dallas Cowboys defense, good at football. Yeah, they're absolutely dominant yesterday on the defensive side of the ball. CC, you mentioned those seven sacks. In addition to those three takeaways, the seven sacks and three takeaways in a game is the first time that's happened since 1992. Ooh. 1992. 30 years. 30 years. Everyone, rightfully so, wants to give the Cowboys specials and defense credit. They should. You know what? I'll give Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy credit. Sometimes when you have a big lead, the most important thing is just not losing the game. You don't have to win it at that point. Somebody else has won it for you. Just don't lose it, and they did that yesterday. People have never been interested in giving Dak and McCarthy credit. I will today. Even though the game was not about them, they still did not turn the ball over. They still did not lose the game at all yesterday for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, you're looking at me like with the smirk. I see you. You're giving him credit for not tripping over himself. Yeah, sometimes it's not not hard or not easy to do that. Right, Smalls? Oh, I tried. Wow. How did Smalls catch a straight in the same? Because <laughs> I showed up day one with a black eye, That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Fair <laughs> I point. mean, she's fair known. She, she brands herself as Miss Clumsy. Yeah, Daniel Jones and Brian Dable got a black eye last yeah. night with that game. <laughs> All right, coming up, just how important is tonight's game for the Jets? We'll find out next here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 with your calls on the Sportsmanlike and Unsportsmanlike moments, best and worst from the weekend, including the referee that got knocked down, by the way, in the Washington-Arizona game, and then he like gets Still back up like the Undertaker. Flag, yeah, and yeah, he gets on that same play. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. And of course, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM 80, ESPNU, and the ESPN app. Um, we are going to get to our Monday Night Football preview in a second, but do want to provide everybody an update on the injury report uh, from um, not Sunday, but Monday, as Michelle Smallman just banged her uh, elbow on the desk and is out uh, one to two segments, correct? I just want it to be noted that I hit my elbow and funny bone. You know the pain, the needles that go through that, and I just stuck the landing on the sports center. Can we just give me a little bit of credit for Kudos. that? Kudos. Thank you. Thank well you. done. Thank well you. done. Uh, this Monday Night Football preview, this Monday Night Football preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance with the Jets and the Bills tonight. All right, I got to get something off my chest here if I could. Since April, April 24th, I believe, was the day that Aaron Rodgers was traded to the New York Jets. Okay, so let's say April, May, June, July, August, and now into September. 
So the better part, let's call it six months, five to six months. Aaron Rodgers has been a god in New York. Oh, yeah. He has done everything perfectly. Everything. Right? The way in which he's embraced the media, the way in which he's embraced the fans, being around his teammates, which is something that he did not do, obviously, all the time in Green Bay in the offseason. He's gone to Knicks games. He's gone to Rangers games. He went to the Taylor Swift concert at MetLife. He has done interviews. He sat down for Sunday countdown with John McEnroe. Right? He has done Every single thing right. He's going to be on Tuesdays on Pat McAfee's show, noon until 3 on ESPN television at Eastern Time. There is literally – he had a catch on the field with my son at a preseason <laughs> Jets game, right? There is nothing this man has done wrong as quarterback of the New York Jets. But if tonight Aaron Rodgers does not play well and the Jets do not play well and they lose on Monday Night Football to the Buffalo Bills on ESPN with, oh, by the way – the Cowboys looming next week, the last six months are out the window. That's the way New York is. That's the way the fans are here. That as great as Rodgers has been, he becomes Randy Johnson walking down the street pushing a camera guy day one with the Yankees if he doesn't play well and they don't perform well. If they lose tonight with everyone watching, with the Cowboys looming, and Jordan Love playing that way yesterday— all hell breaks loose. No, I'm just saying we have to qualify what playing well looks like because you thought Dak Prescott played well by not tripping over himself Correct. yesterday based on how his defense was able to support him and set them up for scores. I can see a scenario where the Jets' defense could be as dominant. Now, I'm not saying all of the scores on defense, but what I am saying is pitching a shutout in terms of not allowing the Buffalo Bills offense to put together drives and to have success with, with being able to position themselves for scoring opportunities. That defense for the Jets is that good. Mm -hmm. In terms of defensive efficiency and defensive EPA, they were top five in both categories from a year ago. They got better this offseason by adding more pass rushers, including their first rounder, Will McDonald the fourth. So this is a defense that is built to stop the Buffalo Bills offense. And what I mean by that is a defense that can rush the passer, a defense that can match up receivers on the back end with their corners in coverage. Because DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner are two of the best in the business in terms of locking down opposing wide receivers. So if this becomes a game where Josh Allen has got to drop back 50-plus times, it's going to get real ugly. In the last two years, Josh Allen has had eight games where he's had 50 dropbacks or more. He's 2-6 and six in those games, and his QBR goes down a full 10 points. So that's not the place you want to be if you're the Buffalo Bills. Unfortunately, I don't have any confidence in that offensive line that they're going to be able to get any movement at the point of attack in the run game. I think the Jets' defense makes the Bills' offense one-dimensional, mm -hmm. and then that pass rush for the Jets ends up heating up Josh Allen, forcing him into some mistakes. So ha what's the determining factor, though, on what we think about Aaron Rodgers' performance? I, I mean, a win, if, if they win, we're talking about it in, in a positive light. But we always talked about the defense and how they just needed competent quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers is so much more than that. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's an MVP. The Jets are coming into this. They've lost four straight season openers. Aaron Rodgers is the fourth different starting quarterback in a Jets season opener. The, the expectations should be low, but they're exponentially high. So what are we viewing as a successful outing for Aaron Rodgers outside of a win? Well, this is the thing. You wanted the caveat. You wanted the, the context to this. Tonight is not a must-win for the Jets relative to winning a Super Bowl, going to an AFC Championship game. Tonight is a must-win if you want to continue within the honeymoon period. Mm. 
That's what it is. If you want this unbelievable vibe around your franchise to continue and not have to deal with the stuff that would go around this, you just have to win tonight. You have to win tonight. So Rodgers just have to find a way to win. I don't care, Smalls, if he goes 18 of 25, 210 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions. Kind of, for him, just a pedestrian game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah he shows up. And if, if, small, if CC, you're right, and it's the defense that wins in the game, big deal. I don't care. But if I'm a Jets fan and I'm the New York Jets, what I want tonight is for the honeymoon to continue. I don't want it to ever end. It never really ended with Tom Brady in Tampa in year one. I mean, they didn't play that well early on in the middle of the season. There was some stuff, but they won the freaking Super Bowl. Yeah. right? The, the regular season game against the Chiefs, where it's a Tony Romo on CBS's credit, he said, I think we're going to be back here. And they were, and obviously in Tampa, and they won the Super Bowl. This has been the greatest of honeymoons you could imagine. With, with I mean, it's, well, where did you go on your honeymoon? I went to South Africa in it, Cape Town. Is this better or worse than, because like, this Jets honeymoon right now. No, I'm sure, pretty sure the Jets honeymoon with the Jets fans. Better than yours? It's been the longest drought in the playoffs in North American team sports. The honeymoon with Aaron Rodgers is better than the honeymoon I went on. Oh, 100% no because you and your wife were great leading up to the wedding. You have this amazing wedding. It's a continuation of love and success. No the doubt. Jets have dealt with nothing but heartbreak. This feeling is unfamiliar to them. And if they go out and lose tonight, at home, Monday Night Football, division rival, oh, by the way, on 9-11, where you know there's going to be a lot of emotions flying around before the game. The expectations are always different here in New York on that day. If you go out and you lose this game, Jets fans are going to feel like the rug was ripped from Well, it's similar to the conversation we were having about the Detroit Lions, right? Everybody's favorite, the the sexy pick to win the NFC North. Mm -hmm. If they lose to a shorthanded Kansas City Chiefs team in the season opener, then all of a sudden all those good feels go away. If you're a Jets fan... Hell, if you're a guy in that locker room, you want that to continue. And the bar in the AFC East for the last four or five years has been the Buffalo Bills. So this is a chance to measure yourself, a litmus test as you will, and to see if you're actually as good as you thought you could be all offseason long. So one of my big offseason takes, in addition to the Vikings under, was that the Patriots would not finish in last place in the AFC East. I never said they would win it. I never said they would be in the playoffs. I just never thought they'd finish in last place in the AFC East. Based on what we saw from them yesterday, doesn't seem like that bold of a take, no. right? It also doesn't seem like that bold of a take, like CeCe has said, to say if Tua stays healthy, the Dolphins are legit. Mm-hmm. Which would mean, if you're right and I'm right, one of the two teams tonight could finish in last place. Think about that. Either one of them could win a Super Bowl, but it's not crazy based on that division that one of them could finish in last place. I think it's more likely that the Buffalo Bills finish in last than the New York Jets. And I know it sounds crazy, but I believe in that Jets defense more so than the Bills defense because of the personnel, because you have all pro players at every single level of that defense. And now you have a quarterback that's going to give you competent quarterback play. Not a quarterback in Josh Allen who turned the ball over 23 times in 18 games last season. So my biggest point is this. If there is one team that has a bigger range or a bigger degree of variance in, in between these two, I would say the Buffalo Bills floor is lower and their ceiling is higher than the New York Jets. That's where I'm at with the Buffalo Bills. Well, so let's see. We got Monday Night Football. We got Aaron Rodgers' debut with the Jets. We got Jets and Bills on ESPN. We have the Manning cast on ESPN, too, which any confirmation is there going to be a third co host? Do we know all the rumors about no that? Clue. Is it going to be Larry David, like CC has suggested, potentially? Uh, this Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com.
ESPNRadio.com. Coming up, someone wants to call out the show. We'll get to that next here on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Pardon the artificial interruption, but I'm Arnold. I got made fun of last Friday for the picks I made heading into the weekend, but went two for three. Thanks to the Titans and Rams. Don't ever question me again. I am the smartest man not alive. Oh, God, he's back. Arnold's trying. That's who wants to call out the show? Arnold? It's unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. He's unsportsmanlike. He's hanging on the rim right now. He's hanging on. It's a computer that's hanging on the rim because he bested us with our picks. It's embarrassing. Well, it's a computer. Thank, thank, I mean. thank God you guys talked me out of taking the Giants and the three and a half points. <laughs> yeah. We, we would have been over. You we really been I over demand a personal apology from you, Evan. About what, Arnold? What do you want me to apologize for? I got a couple of things right, finally. I'm, I've been on the Vikings thing. Russell Wilson wasn't horrific, even though CC says he was. Apologize. They lost the game. I Apo- love that that's the hill he wants right to die on. Russell Wilson wasn't <laughs> horrific. They lost the game. They scored 16 points. That, that's a great outing? I never said that. That's a good outing? Is that how low the uh, – serious question. Is that how low the Russell Wilson bar is? No. They scored 16 points, and he threw two touchdown passes and no know, interceptions, so it was a good outing? Yeah, no turnovers. That's right, no, tur- no turnovers. That's the highlight of the performance. That's the bar. No turnovers. Yeah, 27 completions for 170 yards, <laughs> two touchdowns, no turnovers. Good game by Russ. Do you know that all the uh, rookie quarterbacks and rookie head coaches lost? I'm just going to ignore this part. Do you know <laughs> they all lost? Every rookie quarterback and every first-year t- first head coach of their respective team lost. I, I will say this. In that third quarter, that, that Colts-Jags game was touch and go. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a – I mean, Anthony Richardson was right there. Now, of course, you know, talent in coaching is going to win out. And Zay Jones had a hell of a grab. I mean, that one-handed catch by Zay Jones – I mean, how is that not Sports Center top, top top ten number one? But I mean, yeah, I, I you you expect that there's going to be a learning curve anytime you take over those jobs, right? That shouldn't be a surprise for anybody. For the quarterback and the head coach. Exactly. By the way, I'm tweeting something out at Co Radio because um, we have to follow up on one thing: our our Sunday setup. We you know we had our big predictions for yeah. for Sunday, right? We went one and two in our Pick'em Challenge, only getting the Cowboys game right. Arnold got one and two, also winning the Niners game. But we talked about Sunday setup, how we're going to watch the games, eating, et cetera. 
And uh, the Sunday setup was made phenomenal by the new uh, Sunday ticket with YouTube and Google and everything. It was awesome. And you could really have a great, great, great set up there with all the games and the red zone within the quad box, it's, which it's is amazing, yeah. right? But I, Canty gave us a hard time, and you supported me, Smalls, which I appreciate, on the idea of a buffalo chicken sandwich. Delicious. Right? And you didn't <laughs> He's wincing. making these faces. She <laughs> sees wincing no, right no, now. The buffalo. Tremendous buffalo chicken no, sandwich. No. And I'm going to tweet it out out of Car Radio. Or no, I, I, I get it. It's not a veggie burger, but I mean, I. On Sundays, NFL Sundays, I, I'm a traditionalist. Like, you give, want the me, wings. give me the wings, give me the pizza, and let's roll. You could have a different variety of wings. You could have buffalo wings. You could have the naked wings with the sauce on the sides. Of course, it's blue cheese for everything. Uh-uh. I mean, yeah. you can go with the, the, the different types of pizzas, all of that difference. But to me, it's pizza, wings, football. I'm an old-fashioned kind of guy. That's how I like it. To go buffalo chicken sandwich, it's just... You don't need the bread. What's the bread for? What, what is the I bread r- for? I ran beforehand. Okay, I, I put but, in my what, run. but what is the bread for? Like well, if I'm gonna, for if most I'm a- people, it's a base for the beer. Not for me. Then in that case, I'm but not. I mean, that's what I got the pizza for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You that's got, the got, the, I got, got the carbs. I got the pizza. I got the yeah. carbs. This I'm good. coming from carbs. a guy. Where, which camera can I look at here? Because this this coming from <laughs> I actually have no idea which camera that is. This coming from <laughs> a guy. That almost missed the games yesterday because he had to do Sunday brunch. And he wants to give me a hard time about a buffalo chicken sandwich. This highfalutin guy over here, Sunday brunching on a football Sunday. Listen, I think most people can relate to where I was coming from. Because I was out of town for work all week last week. Out of my, town? My, We're in Connecticut. Yeah, Still out of town. It, it, my, it might as town. well be California from New York City. We're out of town. Mm-hmm. My wife wanted to spend some time, and a part of it was brunching it up on Saturday and Sunday. So brunch by ourselves, brunch date on Saturday. Yep. Went to an outstanding place in Soho, Antique Garage. Check it out. Pretty cool. And then on Sunday, we had brunch on the Upper West Side with friends after church. Now, listen. I don't push back when my wife wants things when she hasn't seen me after a while. But there was an understanding that once we got to around 1245, I was going to be leaving brunch and going back home no matter what they were doing. Okay. And that's what ended up happening. I did not miss the 102 kickoff for any of the games. I was there. I said you almost did. I didn't miss it. Well, here's the difference, okay? My wife and kids had the big back-to-shul barbecue yesterday at the temple. Okay. Good naming. Back-to-shul, the temple. (laughs) Guess, Guess where I was. Where? At home. Okay. I didn't go. Okay, good for That's you. That's what you should good have done. Good for you. No, no but see. You no. should have done can, that. Can I ask you a no, question? No, no. You can. I can ask you, how long have you been married? Uh, since 2011. So okay. 12 years. So I'm one year in the game. Just one. I still got a long ways to go. I got a lot of stuff to build Would you up. like to come I got to back lot, to shul? I got... <laughs> I would actually like to come to you the back to school. You can come to the back to the school special. No, I got a lot of goodwill that I got to build up with that's my right. wife that's before right. I get to the point where I can just blow off brunch after I've been out of town for a week. 100%. I love football. I love being married more. I'm sorry. So if there came Great to a situation answer. where I had to execute a game plan, I executed, Evan. I executed. I had a plan, 1245, two-minute warning for the NFL, 1 o'clock kickoffs. I got out of there. And we had brunch on the Upper West Side so it would be close to home so I could get back. I had a game plan. I, I gave her what she wanted. I got what I wanted. All's well that ends well. Why are you giving him a hard time about Because this? I don't like that he gave us a hard time about a buffalo chicken sandwich. That bothered oh. me. Evan. Yes, Pat. Th- that buffalo chicken sandwich. 
sandwich looks so bad. Okay, oh right. You know what? Thank you, no, Pat. It looks dry. It Pat, looks here's the problem. Oh. I took the picture after I let it sit for a little bit. So that was on me. Yeah, Pat, I'm terrible. going to bring you one of those buffalo chicken sandwiches. I promise you it's phenomenal. I just it is absolutely I, I, phenomenal. We need to have a face-off. Your buffalo chicken sandwich yeah. versus my Mighty Queen's barbecue wings. Oh, let me Mighty, tell you. Mighty Queen's barbecue. Let, let's have a face-off. Can I throw mine And in let's the mix? see who wins. Because I had some. I'm Smalls, gonna... you should be the judge. I will Smalls be Smalls will be the judge. She's objective. You want to do it on Friday? She's not going to be biased. Let's do it on Friday. I'm going to tell you Can't why. Wait. Let's so do my, it on Friday. So my place I get this from is actually open 24 hours. Okay. So I could get it on the way in. Okay. My place is not open 24 hours, but I will bring them in. Well, how are you going to cook we, them up? Well, I will put them in the oven before I come in so they're nice and warm. I'll take one of those foil pan trays and bring them in. I got a game plan. I know. How to do yeah, things. you'll get it two minutes before. No, and I'll have to Here we go. Sunday brunch with Canny. Here no, we no, go. No, we'll do we'll do the buffalo chicken sandwich versus the buffalo wings face-off. But and you we'll can't see who be wins. a hater and not like it just to win. No, I'm, no, not, I'm no, judging. She's going to judge Oh, you're judging. We're not judging. Yeah, where you she's been? She's judging. I'm, oh. I'm the judge here because I like both options. And we might have to rope in other people. We might have to get Greeny involved. Let's do it. Although we'd have to get a knife and a fork because yeah, that's how yeah. he eats everything. We might have to get Stephen A. We, we, we'll get involved everybody we need to get involved, but we're going to get to the bottom of this. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Speaking of getting to the bottom of it, I'm taking the Jets plus two tonight. Just saying. I'm taking the Bills because it's better for the show. I'm taking the Jets. Plus two. Let's go. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We're on to Tuesday on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.